Yes, Sports Serena, and it is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from all the way. No, I didn't say why I didn't do it, did I? I fucked it up. <laughs> Episode one all the way to 401. Just go it. Just keep going. From Eastern to Extreme and everything else in between. Pay-per-views and specials and jumping to WCW. Yeah, just keep going. And we're on our way. We're on our way to November to remember. I don't think anyone's noticed. I don't think anyone's noticed. Um, you got yourself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? How are we doing? We're doing all right. It's um, October in, in 1998. It's all very interesting. And um, we're, we're learning new things as we go. Yeah, I've been looking at when people leave ECW. Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to hear a little bit of facts about that? Let's do a little bit of facts about that. Um, Sanderman obviously is gone. He has. His debut takes place. When do you think he debuts in WCW? So it's, it's September, October now. Uh, he's only just yeah. left. Yeah. <sighs> January? February, not bad. Get down that power plant, baby. I, um, yes, I, I guess he's he go he, in shape when he turns up in ECW in WCW. He does, yeah, because when he goes back to ECW, he's sort of like in a mate, sort of great shape with um, his bud shirt and uh, yeah. But yeah, so he's there. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck. When do you think he debuts in WCW? I don't ever remember him being in shape, so I'm going to say December. Uh, March. Ah. He's still around for a little bit. He's still around for a little bit. He's only just come back. Um, but, Bam Bam Bigelow, when do you think he debuts in WCW? Oh, it's probably next month, isn't it? November the 16th. He is gone. Apparently, he falls out over experiences some bounced checks. So signs a lucrative two-year contract with World Championship Wrestling. There was bounced checks in ECW? Yeah, Bigelow abruptly leaves ECW. So uh, he probably had in his contract like others that if the checks didn't do, he could leave. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's crazy. So uh, obviously we talk about it comes in waves. I guess I need to check see who else. So it's, it's well, inter- I, I, I don't know we're jumping around a little bit here, but it was interesting because when Bam Bam was out um, in the first episode with, with the triple threat, and I was thinking about the fact that we were talked last week about, you know, Bam Bam at some point soon disappears. Yeah, it had to leave. Yeah. And what occurred to me is because they never replace him, do they? So this is this is the end of the triple threat. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking because I, I, I generally don't know what happens with Chris Candido, how soon he goes mm. or where he goes. We just did because I know, is it November to remember 99 against Sabu where I think he comes back? There's one match against Sabu where he comes back. Uh, and I want to say it's 99 because mm. we're now in 98. So he must, um, either he gets injured, disappears, or has other problems and disappears for a while. Or maybe they both get annoyed with bounce check and leave. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah I look. it's it's weird because, you know, we, we, we are, we do, we know we've got a run of um, 
no gimmicks needed hard knocks Chris Candido in WCW. Yes, not till 2000. Yeah. I've looked at that. Oh, that was, um, right, let's have a quick look. I know jumping around massively here, but I just thought it was, um, yeah, quite sort of fascinating. So, duh, 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 duh. where is it? Yeah, basically, um, it doesn't say. His last thing on, on, on his bio on Wikipedia is he lost the titles to Sabu and Rob Van Dam. Candido made his final appearance for, with ECW in December 99. Because I, I'm not sure. I don't think Candido is... I'll tell you, I know Candido does fight Taz for the title at pay-per-view. At Hardcore Heaven, I think it is. Because um, that's one where Dudley boys have the hit out on everyone throughout the whole show. Well, maybe it does stick around. Maybe the triple threat just isn't a thing. Becomes just bef- isn't a thing, or is actually maybe the rule is I don't know. I don't know what happens. I guess we'll find out. But um, yeah, that's no, interesting. But we they've they've been sort of treated weirdly recently. It is, and I, we'll get into it on this show about um, how to make a super stable scene week. Uh, but this week we are in October, um, looking at the 2nd of October, 1998, episode 284, and the 9th of October, 1998, 285. We're flying through this year. We are. We uh, are. We're almost at, at November to remember. Well, it's crazy. Obviously, like we said before, when we go back on the episodes, you kind of click and you think, wow, I've only really got a year and a little bit left. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting so close to... I mean, it's basically like, two end. years, isn't it? Because it's it's kind of to the end of 2000. So we've got... Do they go to the end of 2000? I think it's pretty much yeah, the end of 2000. Because yeah. so I, I, I think that there's a couple of early 2001 bits. That's right, that, that Yes. I don't know if they're on the network, but I think it's like 2001 is is some of the the, the last bit of, mm. of Carino stuff. Um, That's all right. But yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, still, we're about two years away from the end. We're what about 26 months ish. Mm. Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting to see where this all sort of plays out. Um, the the match kicks off with Styles saying that Mike Awesome is seriously injured with his match against Balls Mahoney and he's talking about retirement, I think he said. Yeah, he said he retired. Um because um and part of this again is is um wrestlers at this time being dumb. Um and part of it is ECW being dumb. Um because he's, he's he's been wrestling with a broken leg. Yeah, and is, um... I mean I'm I'm not a doctor. Um, after the lawsuit, I have to make that clear in all conversations. Um, <laughs> but I can't think that wrestling with a broken leg is good for your your health. I mean I know it wasn't a broken leg, but it's a very similar thing that happened with Shane Douglas, and that didn't seem to work very well in regards to, you know, I'll just strap up the arm. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and whilst I understand to a degree you having that philosophy about your champ 
who's on TV all the time and all the rest of it. Um, less so about your your brand new signing, to be honest. Heavy hitter, yeah, just sort of thrown out. But then I suppose a lot of it was mentality at the time. I remember Hardcore Holly once said when he broke his arm against uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, or no, Kurt Angle, when he did the moonsault on him. He said he didn't see a bone popping out, so it wasn't that bad, so he continued. Yeah, I mean, there's combinations though, aren't they? I mean, that's 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 a level of, of you know, stupidity. But that's finishing the match. Yeah. What you're not talking about is then kind of just, you know, working another 20 matches afterwards (laughs) going out and jumping out into the crowd getting thrown through tables and coming back Tuesday (laughs) to do it again yeah 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 this year so it's it's all just a bit strange yeah couldn't have seen Um, that one coming at all um, first match I didn't really understand what I was seeing here if I'm (laughs) honest it was an FBI <laughs> sort of gauntlety sort of thing. So this is the progressive Italian match. Yeah. Do you know why it's called a progressive Italian match? No, sir. Good. Me neither. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, is it because it's FBI through the ages? Um, it, it wasn't gonna be though. No, but even future, even future FBI was in there. They didn't even know that at the time. So, well, they they, um, they seem to have they seem to have aligned Big Sal. Yeah, but um, um, it was weird. I mean, I, I I I'll I'll admit I wasn't into it, and then I didn't hate it, and then I pretty hated it. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I'm becoming a bit of a Tommy Rogers fan here. I think he's a he's a bit of a workhorse. He's a good lad, isn't he? Him. Yeah, I, I just wish they'd found something to do with it. See, I I find ECW's uh, with a couple of exceptions, I'd say just incredible and a few others. They very much have the the young lion kind of New Japan approach with talents. Where you kind of just come out like I know, obviously, he was established, but you sort of come out in just like generic gear, and the gimmick finds you. It feels like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah apart from Candido, who turned into no gimmick needed, which could have almost been a play on itself. But, but people like Jerry Lynn, um, a lot of these all come out sort of quite generic. Yeah. And sort of fall into. You know, Cat Balls Mahoney, all of them sort of very just started off like boom and eventually sort of fell into. Yeah, it's very much that their gimmicks are that they're good workers. Yeah, so I don't know if it was a bit more sort of New Japan style where they just have generic sort of black trunks and all this. Then as time goes on, they sort of find their character and evolve into that person. Mm. But, um, or it could just be. It's just this thing. It's red pants. But Tommy Rogers does seem to feel like a a wasted opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, because he it was a, a good while ago. He was teaming up with Jerry Lynn. Yeah, and it feels like that's where he should be in the sense of put him with Chris Chetty, put him with you know one of the younger guys. Mm. 
and let him, you know, soak up by being a makeshift tag team for six months to a year. And, you know, he just learns yeah. on the, he learns on the apron. He, you know, he, he's, he's kind of your, your player coach. Um, yeah, solid worker. Looks crisp at what he does. Um, just, um, yeah. Always going to be in that bracket, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, Smothers, Roger Stark, Guido, Chetty come out. Uh, Tommy Rich gets involved. And then, out of nowhere, the true Eastern Extreme OG, um, favourite of the show, your boy, JT Smith appears. He does in in the proper ECW t-shirt. He does his, his shot in. He, he, he gets involved a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm popping as you can imagine. I'm, I'm excited. This is great. It's great to see JT Smith back. Um, jazzy JT Smith is back on our screens and, and lighting it up and I love it. And then he gets absolutely clumped by Chris Chetty because he can't get out of the way. And then they just spend a load of time talking about how clumsy he is again. And they're back to him being clumsy is the gimmick. And just in case everyone's forgotten, the way he got to this gimmick was by almost getting killed by Mike Awesome, um, where he missed the table and cracked his head on the concrete. Um, and that led to him being considered clumsy. See, the feeling I about this is this is like so full fully you know it's almost like he botched a spot so we made him clumsy yeah and it wasn't even him that botched botched the spot he he got dropped on his head on the concrete but he's clumsy um and and that's the thing it's kind of like you know and his entire gimmick at that point on was him almost killing himself on purpose because he was clumsy yeah i remember that was that was a bad i mean like I said, he, he deserves to be treated. I, I mean, I hoped when he came out that um, they were just going to give him a proper send-off. Like, it was going to lead to a one-on-one match with Guido or something, who obviously he had his final sort of thing with. And it was just going to... He got his retirement sort of match in ECW or... Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might still be coming, but it just feels very... Yeah, it was a, a big up then, a, a slap down again. Yeah. Um, Bill Alfonso is in the ring trying to get Taz to join Rob Van Dam and Sabu in the new triple threat. Now, of- let me oh. stop you there and ask you this question. Now, we've seen bits of this. Now, again, you and I, our watching of ECW was pay-per-view centric because that's what was available that's what we got the videos and the dvds of that's what we followed through exactly not apart from chronologically five weeks of bravo that repeated yeah we went from 99 back to 98 and yeah it's crazy and then we're into 2000 and then there's a 96 and you know suddenly the doctor is in and this ain't seinfeld and you know all of that so we we jumped around However, you know, November to remember 1998 is one that you and I have both seen. Yes. Um, it's one that you and I are fans of and looking forward to and blah, blah, blah. 100%, yes. In all of this, 
did you ever imagine the reason that Sabu and RVD joined forces with Taz to take on the triple threat is because Taz got given a new belt? Well, no, not a fucking clue. And to further that, the amount of times you'd seen pictures, because this is the iconic FTW belt in all the photos, everything. Did you ever remember or know that the reason he had this belt was because he was given it as a bargaining tool to join the new triple threat? No. Not a clue. No. Just, just. I mean, maybe I'm blind. Bribed by Fonzie. it, It just feels like a massive... Again, just sort of forgotten, forgotten bit. It 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 felt really cheapening of this title that I'm really struggling with. Um, because at every turn, this FTW belt seems to mean less and less. Um, well, to the point where this <clears throat> isn't even his design now. It's not even that he's made this belt and it's his belt. It's the belt he was given to basically be a tag partner for a, for an ayah. Hmm. Um, and you know the fact that the conversation was kind of like, oh, how much do I owe you for it? How much do you want for it? No, I don't want money. I want you to to be our partner. It just was all so odd. You know, so weird. And um, now it's got me thinking, like, does this turn into almost like a jealousy thing? And that's how we get the new tag team titles and the new TV title. All of which are not far away, I don't think. I think they're around November to remember. Yeah, so is it just a complete pull? Or is it Bill Alfonso now suddenly buys them for RVD and Sabu because he's bought Tazabelt and they get jealous? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It could just be, because obviously the world title gets redone as well. But it's just that kind of craziness that you think, is this, you know, what is this? Is it a thing? So something I saw on Facebook today, that uh, or or yesterday, that I'm I'm interested to track, because again, you know, we're watching it kind of for the first time, although not for the first time. But one of the things that I saw that was interesting to me is there were two types of the iconic ECW Heavyweight Championship. There's the, 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 the type you have um, yeah. in, in your beautiful replica title um, where it's got like the various colours and there's one that's just kind of like red and gold and it was being referred to as the franchise belt. So I think that the original version of this that the franchise will hold um, actually is, is different. To, to what we become used to. I think there's another version as well. I think when Taz holds it, the world title, I'm sure there's a version that actually says um, Taz on it. Mm. I'm sure his version somewhere on it um, says that Taz, I'm sure he has an orange a black and orange version. 
and he actually has his name on it as well. Because he gets the original one, but I think as time goes on, I'm sure he has a um, black and orange. Strange, isn't it? We will we will watch and we will find out and we see how it, it generates. But um, yeah, strange. No, really strange. I mean, it's all like, um, yeah, like I said, it's just sort of so crazy to sort of see the bits. Yeah, see, I found it. I'll show you. Um, it's pretty useless for the show, but I'll send you a photo later on. But I'm not sure if this is the one. There's a whole thing about the one that replicated is actually the Taz version. I need to um, check my belt because... Um, it's my belt. Well, yeah, because I don't actually know if... I'm sure there's a whole thing where the ones that got replicated end up being the Taz versions. Because mm. basically in, in the side bit where the bats are, you can see that it's sort of written Taz. So I think that's the one that got replicated. But I need to check... But um, yeah, it's fascinating. There's so many versions of like the same belt, sort of floating. Around. Yeah, I see what you mean. But it's kind of really subtle. But it's there in the barbed wire baseball bats. So, are you going to post that picture at underscore Sports Arena for if people are listening to this and want to know what we're talking about that they can see? Of course, of course. Underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram is always the place to go to see these exciting things and we do it we need to get on with this show really isn't it? We've... Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've talked about um, one bit everything but um, JC Smith back with everyone uh, yeah so basically he said this is he will only join the triple threat if Shabu uh, Shabu 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 <laughs> comes out from the back and makes his debut I don't want to shake your face. hand and I don't want to shake your hand I want Shabu uh, if, uh, Sabu Give me Shabu. <laughs> Sabu goes to shake his hand and Taz walks off. Uh, so that is that segment. <sighs> I wonder what will happen. Um, I didn't and- like that when RVD did it however many years ago. And it's still a fucking callback segment however many years later. Of like, Can you believe he did the thing that RVD did? Oh, I was going to say, that's the thing. They show the highlights of the respect angle. We went, we had the four months and every angle was a respect angle, and here we are again. Uh, we get all highlights of the dream incredible segment from last week. You want, me, you want to turn this into an angle? We'll turn it to an angle. That one, yeah. Uh, Dreamer comes out, batters same night again. It, I, I find it really weird doing a weekly show where it's clearly taped on the same night. I, I don't know, if, you know, how I feel about this. You know, it's kind of weird. But, I mean, um, they've they've not even pretended on this one, which at least is is something. Um, you know, it's very apparent it's from the same show. It's very apparent this is straight after, and you know, and 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 you know, just Incredibles challenged him for a match, and of course that's not going to. Oh my God, that's happened. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like at least the fact that they haven't even pretended. Um, I I, I we're back to Super Tommy though. Yeah, so basically we get the match, just incredible, Jack Victory and Rod Price versus Tommy Dreamer, New Jack and Cronus. Guess they're back together. New Jack's fallen off the radar massively here. I mean, he, yeah. he I mean, Cronus, we obviously, we, we talked about multiple times. But yeah, New Jack sort of get put on the back burner. I don't really He's know why. He's just lost. I mean, yeah, he fell out of the he... Jack Victory feud. 
Yeah, but only two Which weeks is... ago they were sending thoughts and prayers to him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they were they were they were all dedicating the matches to him. And now he's just back, like nothing's happened. Um, exactly what you expect here. It's, it was a crazy because those thoughts and prayers worked, obviously. <laughs> Pretty strong. Um, crazy kind of ball. Team is dream. Picks up the win, but the war is far from over. It's one of those ones. Um, really. Cronus looked like shit, even more like shit than he usually looks like in in this thing. Um, it was not just that he um, uh, he he looks lazy and sloppy and all the rest of it. He just looked dazed in this one. There's one point where. He's just standing with his back to the hard camera in the middle of the ring, holding a trash can, really not knowing what to do. And just kind of watching everyone to see if someone pops up for him to hit with a trash can. And and there was no creativity from him. It it looked like he just forgotten the spot. He just yeah, he just stood there holding a can with his back to the camera, blocking out everyone else, waiting for something to happen. So again at this point, I mean as much as I hate WD going through their phases, new rockers, new McKnight Express, new Blackjacks and all that, surely, I don't want to say new eliminators, but you could have found a younger athletic guy on the roster and maybe paired him with Cronus and try to recreate something. Because New Jack was too different a wrestler for this to ever work. Yeah. If they found a similar sort of wrestler who wore trunks and had a similar sort of style, you know, maybe like a Chetty, for example, um, for someone who was around at the time, I guess. Second time we've put Chetty in a tag team already today. <laughs> it's true. But do you know what I mean, though? Someone... No, absolutely. And and I think that's a lot to do with it, is, is, you know, it was just this weird kind of... He's floundering. and he's What are you doing with him? Of... He's almost um, like they're not, not... I know, obviously, he comes across as not extremely motivated and all that, but he's, he's, he's put in a situation where he, he almost has nothing to get behind because the people no, are really behind him. And... It's one of those kind of things of, you know, what, which one's the chicken and which one's the egg in the sense yeah. of he's unmotivated because he's not getting anything. Because he's not getting anything, he's not motivated. That's the thing. And while his partner is doing like pretty decent in sort of WCW at this point, yeah. I think he must be rounds. Perry Saturn must be. I don't know if he's nearing his TV uh, title range. Well, he's, he's had that already. I'm, oh I'm yeah, that was fairly early, wasn't it? I'm thinking maybe dress feud with um, Chris Jericho. Yeah. When's that? But that's sort of because Revolution and all that's '99-ish. So this must be sort of that kind of dress phase, because. That's when he starts to get back with Raven, <coughs> Raven, and back into the hardcore. After. Yeah, a couple picture. of months after it all, so he had a good sort of run. So it's either just before Jericho feud or Jericho feud. I think I don't know. Let me see but what anyway, I can find out. Um, um, yeah, uh, and it's just lost. And I think this is the one where him and Tommy Dreamer do some tag team moves together. Yeah. Um, which are the weirdest, um, the weirdest kind of setups, um, in the sense of it's, it's kind of some of the stuff that the Eliminators did, but in ridiculously slow motion, 
Um, and it was kind of one of those like, you know, oh, is he going to, are they going to hit total Lillard? And no, they're just going to kind of like trip over each other and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was just very strange. You know, it's really strange. I mean, um, yeah, like I said, don't, I just understand bringing him out. It's it's an easy connection with Tommy Dreamer, but um, it's just it's just sadder and sadder. And knowing that he's still there for a while, yeah. Uh, Loser wears address was January seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. So we're not quite there yet. We are, um, we are him. We are at the point of him disbanding the flock from Raven. So September thirteenth, he defeats Raven with the help from Kidman, 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 to um, break up the flock. So he's still like you know he's up amid feud. Yeah, he's 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 in a named feud with Raven. He's he's yeah. There's an angle. It's all working through. Um, so it must be it must be hard to watch. Yeah. You know? I guess if you, I don't know if he's bothered, but yeah, I'd imagine. Um, so yeah, so dreaming that pick up the win. We then get Rob Zobley introduce um, a video. This was originally to the Dracula music. That's why Rob Zombie um, introduced it. Obviously, network, you don't have that. You just have generic, but that was the idea of it. ECW music's just come out. Uh, obviously, Rob Zombie has a couple of songs on that. So yeah, Dracula was used for this. There you go. Mm. Uh, we then get Bill Wiley, is it? Yeah. Ringing the bell. He goes on to be in the new Dangerous Alliance with C.W. Anderson, I believe. Eesh. I think he's he's the guy, you know, and um, Louis Dangerously and all that. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that teams up with C.W. Anderson. They, they have some very strange people mm. around. Yeah, so, which is um, crazy because I remember hating that team so much. I, I, I feel that when you get back to it, you probably will again. Yeah, and obviously, C-Dub went on to be um, Cool Feud with Dreamer, Extreme Horseman and MLW, and mm. my, my views changed on them quite a lot. But, um, yeah, so he comes out, um, ends up nine one one returns is without reading the results you kind of almost had a feeling you knew where this was going because what we've seen like past weeks uh, he chokes land everyone cheers and jeff jones gets it um seems to be with him now and basically calls out anyone from the back surprise surprise the giant killer spike dudley takes this up um comes out and basically beats him really quickly again as we've seen yes uh, promo from Lance Storm basically put himself over um, saying that he's the best announcer and then we show clips of him doing an honest announcement of Tammy and Chris Candido which uh, wasn't awful but it just felt really weird placement as we're about to get Candido in a main event match yeah it, just, it, it was just a weird disconnect where it almost feels like Candido's off doing this feud with the new triple threat and Lance Storm's trying to hold on to this old feud that no one actually sort of gives a shit about because 
Kenny, that's caught up well, with new triple threat. Again, it's, it's this weird kind of um, who's he feuding with? Is he feuding with with um, Tammy or yeah, Davido? yeah? Because uh, I mean, he just absolutely. I mean, he, he old um, Candido just looks over this to the point where he's getting buried on the intro, and it's not a bad intro. It's not a bad promo from um, Lance Storm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, it's not. It just, it, to me, it just feels weird placement because to me, this is always screaming about in the main event when there's a mystery partner, it could well be Lance Storm. Yeah. You know, it would sort of be logical, but obviously he's nowhere to be seen with anything. You, you get highlights of this backburner feud, but the reality, the main angle is Kedido's moved on and now sort of feuding with the new triple threat. And it's kind of this weird, like, we've had other things where Shane Douglas is going to a pay-per-view of Al Snow, but the reality is he's already gone past Al Snow and he's feuding with Taz. You know, and it's this weird thing that they've done a few times. They're just sort of a bit like they're starting new feuds about ending old feuds, but we're coming up to a pay-per-view. We know there's no, you know, Storm Candido match on it again because it's the triple threat, triple threat in the main event. So how does this sort of end? Yeah, just do you know what I mean? Does. It's just a weird, it's a weird sort of just balance where you've got one sort of pushing, cutting promos, laughing, and the other one sort of not even acknowledging this person exists almost. So um, I don't know. It's just a weird balance, in my opinion. Uh, main event: Shane Douglas, Chris Candido, and Bam Bam Bigelow versus RVD Sabu mystery partner. That mystery partner is Masato Tanaka. And there's one thing that I noticed from this match in ECW history. Did you notice it? Mm, I'm going to say, oh, um, Diamond Dust. Uh, no. Oh, I noticed show. Diamond Dust being hit for the first time. Everyone is wearing um, original San Francisco Toymaker Series 1 gear. Oh. So RVD Sabu are wearing the green and his singlet. Um, Shane Douglas, um, his gear is slightly more generic. But um, yeah, everyone was pretty much wearing their action figure gear. Candido uh, with the blue bits coming out of his boots. Everyone was wearing their action figure gear. So I don't know if that was a a thing, but um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, That definitely is, yeah. it's really interesting when you kind of look and kind of get that timing of where people are at the point where they're making that kind of um, that splash into the toys and things. So yeah, it really is. And it means that Shane Douglas is about to cut his hair because that's the, the big confusion with the hair molds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when the toys come out. I mean, this could be like ages before, but I just found it really weird. It must've been, even though they'd started or doing photos at this point, because it's definitely the gear. So I don't know how it fits into it all. But um, yeah, cause I suppose the guilt is charged. He has long hair. Then after that, he kind of cuts his hair. So yeah, I suppose I'm guessing March time, maybe his hair's cut. But um, yeah, no. 
just thought it was interesting. Um, the match itself, it didn't really last long before the Dudleys came out and got involved. Love the Dudleys, love the triple threat. I find it weird that your top hill stable is having to get help from another hill stable. Yeah. I, I found it made the triple threat look pretty weak here, if I'm honest. I understand what's happening, but it just feels, I don't know. Because uh, it's almost like you've, one minute you've got Bam Bam Bigelow, who's the baddest motherfucker on the roster. Yeah. And he's a Taz killer and all this. And next minute you're having to hire the Dudleys, who are the baddest tag team, kind of. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but probably. But um, I, I just I just felt it a shame that. I think there's ways of telling the story. You know, we don't want to get our hands dirty, blah, blah, blah. You know, that thing of, you know, Gertner came out ages ago and said, you know, is it about you want all the gold in the triple threat or is it that you just want it off the, off the RVD and Sabu? Because if it's just that, we can, we can take care of that for you. That makes yeah. sense in the whole kind of, I don't give a fuck, just, just take him off. But why you all come out and gang up and fight them when it's, it's not that, it's a bit weird. Yeah, no, massively. I, I find that, personally, I found it strange. I mean, obviously, um, Dudley's are sort of doing this feud now, and it, it's cool. There is a history there with them. So, like I said, it makes sense. The others have got taken titles. So, it does make sense, them having an interest in these. It, I just think it doesn't necessarily help sort of the triple threat. Yes. You know? But um, that happens. It leads to the locker room emptying, including JT Smith. Who again and, uh, just fucks up his thing and ends up kind of not really being able to roll out the ring properly and, and Bubba Ray has to help him out. And ugh. It's just rough because like, I don't know, it just, just, just feels like something to pop the boys, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I I love JT, but it just feels, it, yeah, rough. My, my my thing is just he could have just come back for a night and and like I said, beat Guido or something. He got a final like well done in the arena and then did whatever. But it's sort of I don't know why you'd bring him back just to almost sort of take the piss a bit. Yeah. Um, so that happens out. Um, Taz music hits. He comes out. He cleans house. Suplexes all the triple threat. The original triple threat then retreat. Taz shakes hands with Bill Alfonso. He high fives Rob Van Dam. Um, stares at Sabu. Um, they pause and they high five, shake hands, and hug. At the triple gratitude. They do, and um, that's and- that's a really big thing. Apart from that fact that we saw that at the end of barely legal when they had their first big old blow off feud and you know I respect you and blah 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 which wasn't needed <clears throat> no um, yeah new triple threat forms Taz Robin Dam and Sabu and, and they all stand there and do their poses and it's awesome it is awesome takes the end of that show and this takes us to episode 285 which is the 9th of October 1998 the show starts with Chris Chetty in the middle of a match with Lance Storm. Um, just a fairly straightforward win for 
Yeah, um, Chetty's got him on the ropes and then doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So Storm wins, and again, like it's exactly what we were saying um, before, isn't it? About how it's sort of just a bit wild and confusing what's going on with Storm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So he, he gets that, which is fine. Uh, Styles has breaking news. All this breaking news all the time. About Axel Rotten basically being injured, having health problems, having I think surgery, my surgery, I think. Yeah, there was there was there was something about surgery and checking him out and making sure he's all okay. And but he'll be back tonight in Balls Mahoney's corner. I don't know how true this is. I don't know if it's a work to add to the angle where it's real life. Um, do you know what I was going to say? Bearing in mind they 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 beat him up and he takes you know some some hits and all the rest of it. It's a different um, world, man. It's a work. However, it's a different world. Given everything that we've just talked about, given everything we've just said about bloody, you know, Michael wrestling on a broken leg and <laughs> you know, Shane Douglas wrestling with a broken arm and all the rest of it. Yeah, no, it is very possible that he's rolled straight out of a, a, a an emergency room, having had to have surgery or, or checks or all the rest of it, and you know, checks on his spleen or whatever it was, and and they've they've just walked in and kind of. Um, Started whacking. I know you hear me, Daddy. I know you hear me. Um, so that's been announced. Bill is there again with um Tom showing him how to work the ring bell. I don't know where this is going, but interest is dwindling fast. Well, it didn't start off high, and you know him him coming out and cutting this promo about you know I'm bored of you know I'm taking my shot blah 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 was wasn't barn burner at the beginning. Um, now. You know, I've I've gone even less interested in it, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, it needs to do something to spike my interest or it just needs to go away. And I feel it's going to do neither of those. (laughs) Uh, We then get a match. Hey, who remembers matches? Um, Just Incredible versus Balls Mahoney. Another match you didn't realise he didn't know happened. Yeah. um, Not bad. I think not bad. I mean, obviously, we've, we've been high on... Both these two people in recent weeks, obviously, Justin Incredible is going from strength to strength. Paul's Mahoney, um, amazing worker, didn't need to rely on the chair as much as he did, but he understands why he did. Uh, I've got to say, as much as RVD's TV title reign is legendary and totally needed and amazing and anything else, you do kind of look at some of these underling sort of upper mids people and think, wow, I remember that belt held back so many people. Yep. Yeah. And it's not like a knock on it because, you know, it's a phenomenal title run and it goes down in history and you can't knock it. But you just kind of almost wish that had WCW had like a US title and a TV title. So, you almost wish there was a third title. I guess the thing is, and it'll be interesting to see, I mean, you know, so at this point in time, I can't say that you know, it's RVD needed it. Yeah, true. Because, you know, the whole kind of, you know, he's the whole fucking show and he's holds this title for years and no one can beat him. Makes sense. Completely makes sense. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's fucking good with or without it. Um, yeah, 100%. And it is whether that, you know, that feud for that championship would have taken a Balls Mahoney or, uh, you know, I was going to say just incredible, and we know he goes to to great heights. But would that have brought him on a little bit sooner? Lance Storm, 
Chris Candido, you know, would there have been something more you could have done around that title that would have lifted it slightly? Yeah. Which I mean, you can almost, you can almost yeah, imagine you a ball's not only out. having it, coming to the ring, just literally lay it in the centre of the ring, grabbing the mic, sort of resting in the corner and going, who wants a shot at this? And just wait and someone comes out and basically just smashes them to the chair as soon as they get in the ring and pins them. Yeah. I mean, there's I, stuff they could have done that sort of... It's strapped around the chair. So he comes out holding the chair high and the chair's got the belt on. Yeah, and basically that's the whole thing. He does that until he fights someone like Masasa Tanaka who hits with the chair and they sort of no-sell it and hit with the roaring elbow and pin him and become the new TV. I don't know. Or I mean, the chair has got the, um, the, the the design of the title airbrushed onto it. Oh, just, I mean, it's just, it, it could have really helped so many of these people. And... Um, we we said about Candido in the past how he would have been a great TV champion. Um, latter years, Nova could have benefited from this belt so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't and it's know. it is I, it's it's just that kind of you know we know it does great things for for um, RVD, and it's just whether it needed to do great things for RVD or it could have done great things for other people as well. And it's hard, you know. I, again, I'm 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 looking at this with you know 2021 eyes when I know that RVDO goes on to be pretty fucking awesome, um, and you know his 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 absolutely ridiculously long TV title reign actually doesn't break the top five of his achievements. Um, so I, I I get that that's a kind of different set, but um, yeah, just with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, that's basically how I feel with it all. But um, I just just thought it was, it was just something that's ran through my head when I saw this match. Yeah. Um. Again, fun match. A- ending was a bit, a bit disappointing. It sort of all got a little bit um crazy. Um, Axel got like hit with the cane. Sort of, Balls Mahoney sort of came over and got caned and was sort of no sold it about like four times. Until I feel like Justin Incredible got pissed off and started really smacking the shit out of him. Mm. That that felt. I mean, I don't know if that was a thing. And um, yeah, then just other people sort of came down and they beat him down, and Axel was bleeding from the mouth, and it ended. Yeah. But yeah, there's not really a lot to say about that. But um, yeah, a lot of potential. Um, we get highlights of last night's ECW Arena show: Lynn versus Mikey Whipwreck. Again, all the Tommy Dreamer stuff. Pretty much stuff we've covered the last like two, three weeks, realistically. We were just told at this point everything happened in the same night, which feels weird to go back when you've sort of shown it all to us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, um, yeah. Um, Dudley's make their way to the ring. We, we get the big intro that we're sort of used to at this point. Uh, I just I do love them. I, I feel like we, we've said some some things. I mean, they, they just feel like a million bucks the way they sort of come yeah. over with it all. They are a big deal. They they do feel like the baddest team on the planet, and um, <clears throat> they're also at a stage where you kind of believe like they'll they'll get the tag team belts when they want to go get them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just picking fights that they want to fight now rather than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, they are they are. They're just so good. They are. They feel like a main event team. Yeah. 
like just yeah absolutely outstanding i mean again i'd like to see where they fit in with um upcoming pay-per-views because basically all the belts are held up in the one match isn't it but um yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic. Love it. And basically it leads to Bubba Ray Dudley versus Masato Tanaka in a one-on-one match. Uh, what did you think about this? I thought it was good. Um, so obviously you were high on the um, the Devon match. That was your match of the week last it week. It was. And and this is this is in contention again this week for similar reasons in the sense of um, really good match that I wasn't expecting to see. Um, I think the thing that takes away from this one for me is... Um, and I get it. I get the heel stuff. I get, you know, I get all of that. But the casual racism kind of grates on me. Um, and the problem I'm having at the moment is as much as I love Masato Tanaka, and I think this is the first Diamond Dust, if I'm, if I'm right. I think it was in this match, not the last one. Yeah. Um, but um, the chair shot spot is boring me a little bit because you know it's it, it's no longer got that wow factor when it happens every fucking time and like we said it, it shouldn't have been a thing it didn't need to be <clears throat> sort of chair shots um like this so much i mean it could have literally been just him having multiple matches and then eventually one match um a, a chair shot is hit and he yeah. sort of doesn't react to it and it's only a big deal. But now it's sort of almost uh, diluting itself because it's becoming a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Similar, similar to a new Jack dive, I guess you do it every time it becomes, you expect him to do that spot. It's part of what you want to see. Yeah. And you're waiting for it to happen. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's part of it is it's just that kind of like, you know, you know, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. Um, yeah, and I mean, you'd, you'd think at this point there would be a point where these teams that are, you know, watching these and all the rest of it would kind of get an idea of, you know, that's not going to have an effect, so don't do that. Yeah. Um, and it's just too obvious a, a spot now, I think. It's too choreographed. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, I just thought it was um, interesting. Uh, what do you think of the finish? Um, uh, I really I, thought Masasa Tanaka was going to lose this. Yeah. And, I thought he was going to turn into a glorified handicap match and he was going to lose. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, everything is at the expense of the new triple threat versus the triple threat. Um, and again, you know, that many weeks in a row, it's the same stuff. So, you know, that when they run out and start beating, you know, when everyone starts beating Tanaka up, you know, who's coming out when they come out, you know, that there's two of them and you know, that at some point the third one's going to hit. Um, uh, I, I got lost a little bit, um, because whilst, um, Franchise and and uh, Taz were in the crowd and beating the crap out of each other and Franchise being thrown away. Um, Francine stood up on the apron, and yeah. I got absolutely distracted. 
Um, <laughs> those poor referees, I don't know how they do their job. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was good. It was fine. It was just exactly the same as what I'd seen the week before, which for me was, you know, about 40 minutes before. Yeah, uh, agreed. I mean, obviously it's all leading to the main event, but like we said, it's sort of, you know, why is it, you know, why, why is this, the you know, the Masato Tanaka Dudley boy feud is yeah. getting caught up in this. I understood last week, maybe, if, if the Dudley boys is feuding, that's why they came out to attack him. But they had no reason to the other way around because the Hills already had the number game. So, yeah, it's um, just a well. little confusing. Yeah, but and yeah, brawls and end up. Taz comes out by himself, helps clean house, and they have a big brawl. And it ends not a bad way to leave the show. You got sort of, you know, it's a, you know, it's a sort of typical ECW way to end the show. It sort of leaves you wondering. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and this thing, it's fine. And it would have been even better if this was a weekly show and it was the build rather than a slight reheat of everything I've just watched. Yeah, 100%. And that is the end of the show. Uh, which takes us to what is your match of the week this week? Um, I kind of went backwards and forwards on this one because um, I enjoyed um, the Just Incredible versus um, uh, Balls Mahoney match. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed the Tanaka versus, um, I was going to call him Billy Ray for a second there. Um uh, Bubba Ray, um, Bully Ray is, is a few years in his future. Um, I think the bit I struggle with both of them is is the uh, the run-ins, the 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 MacGuffins, the the schmoz that comes from both of them. Um, I'm probably going to go for Just Incredible versus Balls Mahoney, simply yeah. because Tanaka is beginning to feel a little bit of diminishing return for all the reasons we've just said. Um, yeah, two matches in a row that had very similar kind of finishes. Um, Tanaka and the Dudleys don't actually count in this feud. They're all a framing device so that um, so that Taz can come in last and clear the ring. Um, so it's a bit kind of all over the place. Uh, so I'm going to go for um, uh, Credible versus... Mahoney. What about that you? Works. Um, when I saw it, I, I mean, I, I thought Credible Mahoney because never seen it before. I thought it was good, um, and it was a lot of a match. Like I said, I got um, extremely disappointed with sort of how fast the sort of Bubba Ray Tanaka just ended up in nothingness. Mm. That just kind of upset me because it had a lot of potential. And all that. So, yeah, I think Credible versus um, Balls would definitely do it. And it's weird because I thought the first episode was probably a, a superior episode. But, yeah. Um, the best matches were on the second one, which I felt um, strange. The the best random belt giving was on the first one. This is true. This is true. But, um, yeah, if you want to speak about random belts, obviously we spoke earlier on about ECW titles. We're probably going to throw up a few pictures on our social media that is at underscore sports arena on instagram and twitter uh we're there we're always talking extreme we try to talk 
modern day products, but it's all a little bit crazy. <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we keep an eye, we watch. So, um, yeah. But at Club versus American Club, Edge going to WrestleMania. There's, there's loads of, um, loads of decent stuff going on. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Yeah, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm there for that one. That's that's one of the only things, and and I'm I'm just waiting for the fiend to come back to see what that looks like. Um, I enjoy the stuff that Alexa Bliss is doing. I think she seems to be enjoying herself. Um, not so sure about people shouting about their hole. Um, <laughs> extreme. But yeah, extreme is back. I watched the um. I watched the APA documentary and the Yokozuna icons on that work as well. Oh, how are they? Both very good. Both, both very good watches. APA one's nice. Yokozuna's um, obviously a really good watch, but sad because he passes. But um, the APA one's, um, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's a good laugh. It's basically just sort of two mates laughing through their sort of wild ride. So it's, it's a fun, it's about half an hour, but it's a fun watch. I watched the um, AJ Styles debut one. <clears throat> Um, yep. Before Royal, Royal Rumble, that was that was I enjoyed that. That was quite good. Um, still find it interesting how um, they still have a relationship with Impact using footage. Yeah, um, despite Impact's obviously new friendship with AEW. Yeah, I mean there the, the, there seems to be a thawing in in the wars because everyone seems to be getting along in some way. Um, as was, you know, the fact that you saw so many WWE wrestlers tweeting about the AEW Brody Lee show um, kind of shows that they'd, they'd kind of come to some sort of uh, peace, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, it, it's weird. I think a lot of people seem to be um, closer than further on it. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, yeah, there's still some good stuff going on, but obviously if people want to relive the revolution and get involved in ECW, just head over to the network and they've got loads of stuff going on and it's some great content. It's a really, really fun watch. Obviously, we um, dive in and sort of give sort of 2020 opinions on it, but they, they have a lot of great sort of um, standout matches on there, so it's definitely worth watching a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Get involved and we will see you next week. We will do. So, cut the fucking podcast.